0: Welcome to the Parenting Well podcast with Parent Engagement Network. I'm Dr. Shelley Mann, your host, and today you're listening to Parenting Well, where we know that parenting well is challenging and that all parents are the best parents they know how to be. The foundation for raising healthy, happy youth is for us as parents to fill our own well with useful, reliable, credible information tools and strategies. This leaves us more engaged, educated, and empowered to support our children in being strong, resourceful, confident, and resilient in the face of life's many challenges and adventures so let's fill that well today's well source is kathy valentine kathy is the chairperson for the hope coalition of boulder county and has been the in the coalition since its beginning in 2005. she's a retired school counselor and gave many workshops on depression and suicide awareness to various staff while working kathy is also the executive director of coley's closet a bbsd high school peer education program dealing with depression and suicide Kathy is passionate about educating the entire community about risk factors around these issues and is excited to bring today's parents together to begin the conversation about the importance of connection in our lives. Kathy's group is also doing a presentation at our upcoming Virtual Stress and Anxiety Conference on January 29th and 30th. You can sign up for this presentation as well as many others from our website, www.penbv.org. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Shelley. Thanks for having me be here. Well, let's get started. Tell us first a little bit about what the Hope Coalition does and how it
1: got started. The Hope Coalition of Boulder County got started through the Parent Engagement Network. I think it was probably back in 2003 or 4 that the Parent Engagement Network made the decision to have a presentation about depression and suicide awareness for parents and for students and staff. And they were totally surprised when over 150 people showed up at this presentation. Mm. Uh, they didn't expect that many, but they also decided that perhaps we needed to have an organization organization that just dealt with depression and suicide awareness for our community and for our youth. And so so we came up with HOPE, which is, uh, at the beginning, it meant, hold on, please, everyone. We just now say HOPE Coalition of Boulder County. And a bunch of people, I mean, I would say from different organizations throughout the community, came together to form the HOPE Coalition of Boulder County and develop the mission, et cetera, which is really to educate the community All ages on depression and suicide awareness so that um, we can begin to diminish the stigma around talking about mental health issues, especially around feeling depression or anxiety. How important it is to actually talk about it so that you can get help for yourself or for people you're concerned about or you care about. Mm -hmm. That's our mission. That's what we've been doing for 15 years with many, many different presentations. We've had national speakers and local speakers. We've had panels. We've done lots of different kinds of trainings as well. Mm,
0: The work you're doing in the community is so important. Um, And you just mentioned a little bit about what an event looks like. Can you share a little bit more about what kind of information you share?
1: At a typical HOPE Coalition presentation or workshop, our first emphasis is on information. We talk about some statistics around suicide and Depression in our community and nationwide. We also talk about the risk factors that are in everybody's life that can lead somebody to begin spiraling into depression. Uh, we talk about the warning signs and those are behaviors that might happen or you might watch in yourself or in other people or your child, that is kind of an indication that something's going on. So we talk about warning signs, statistics, risk factors. And then we move directly into resiliency and how to do self-care resources in our community if it gets to the place where these risk factors and you see the warning signs have taken over your life. Because basically the clinical definition of depression is feeling sad or hopeless or a number of other feelings for more than two weeks at a time consistently. And especially if they get in the way of your everyday life, if they get in the way of going to school, uh, doing your work, paying bills, Uh, going for walks, like you always have, any kind of changes, your mood, the way that you're feeling, um, gets in the way of that, then it can be that you're moving into depression. And the only way to really know that is to be diagnosed. And you can be diagnosed through your doctor. A lot of times doctors will give you an, an evaluation for going to a therapist, etc.
0: I think that's a really important distinction that you make because we all go through times when we feel great sadness. And it sort of leads into the next question I have for you, which is we're living through a time with a lot of issues. Issues. We've got COVID, we've got a lot of social unrest occurring in our country, and it is having a big impact on people's mental health. And you shared with me earlier that it's been stated that we haven't seen anything like this since World War Two, the, the impact that these events are having on people's mental health, and that it's going to take a lot, it's going to take a lot from funding from um, resources and community organizations to make things available to people so that they can uh, deal with depression, anxiety, or mental health issues that they're having. So I guess I would ask as an activist in this field, what advice would you give to people, loved ones, friends, colleagues, that, that may be experiencing some of these kinds of things?
1: Well, first thing I want to say is exactly what you said. And that is that if we look at the list that, that people will get when if they come to our workshop um, on the 29th, there's a list that we give about eight different risk factors that people may experience in their life such as stress, physical ailment, loneliness, or isolation, to name a few. Well, if you look at that list, I would say, just like you said, all of us are going through this. And it's not just Boulder County, and it's not just the United States. It's the entire world that because of COVID, we've had to struggle with some of these risk factors. And to be sure to know that you're not alone when all of a sudden all these are caving in, and especially here in the United States with political unrest, uh, racism issues, with climate stuff, with our horrible fires and smoke and other places, hurricanes. I mean, there's just a lot of energy going on and a lot of things that are affecting us daily that affect all of us. So it's important to know that we're not alone, that um, there are definitely resources. There are places to go to figure out what are some of the best ways to take care of ourselves if we're beginning to spiral. Because if we begin to see that we're always in anger or we're just always confused, or we cannot follow a thought, uh, we can't focus. We have stomach aches all the time. A lot of this has to do with the, with the stresses of these risk factors that are compiling on top of us. So find the things, and, and I think we'll go through ideas of what you can do to get yourself away from the news media, for one thing. Take a break, go outside, even if it's cold go outside, get some fresh air. Our hope website has a lot of COVID articles, et cetera, for ways to take care of ourselves and maintain our our mental stability. I guess I would say, don't give up. You're not alone, reach out to people, find the people who are positive in your life. And if you're concerned about your kids, know that they (laughs) obviously are dealing with things we don't even know as parents, how to help them what to say to them except we're here for you we're dealing with a lot of this it's just like you are so let's talk about some fun things we can do together let's not just talk about school because yes school is an issue and whether or not they're going to be learning all of the stuff they would normally learn so what the most important thing is how they're feeling about who they are how they connect with their friends and how they connect with you as a parent
0: you you mentioned it earlier the stigma around being sad that it, it starts there that that as parents we can create a space that allows children to know that it's okay to talk to all kinds of emotions that they might be feeling and and to recognize that by age they're going to be experiencing what's going on in the world very differently and able to engage in very different conversations but we have a place to include them and let them speak what's going on for them. There's, there's a big relationship between depression and suicide. And I'm wondering if you can share what that is. And you spoke to this a little bit with warning signs and things like that, but when it becomes a more serious concern, what should a person do?
1: Well, untreated depression is really the number one reason that people attempt or die by suicide. People don't get treated because they're, as you were saying, the stigma around being depressed, that you're supposed to be able to lift yourself up by their, your own bootstraps, as the Western statement is mm-hmm. a lot of times. No, I mean, we. there's definitely a correlation between untreated depression and, and suicidal t- attempts and, and um, dying by suicide, as I said before. But for those who have looked at and realized that there's some warning signs and found places to get Help. Therapy is definitely. Sometimes medication, a lot of times lifestyle changes are going to help, but you need someone to work with you on that, and that would probably be a doctor or a therapist. Really, what we've learned in our research is that those who have been treated, and it is a treatable disorder, okay, Um, it may take a while to figure out what works best for each individual, But you've got to start somewhere. And we found in readings that only really 4% of those who have died by suicide and were being treated for depression actually have died by suicide, 4%. And usually people are not wanting to die. They just want to get out of this significant emotional pain that feels like there's no way to get out of it. But there is. And there are people who will help you. The big thing is taking the first step and being able to say, I need help. And you can't diagnose yourself, okay? Let's just say that you have a sore throat. And especially during this COVID time, let's just say you have a runny nose and a sore throat and you wonder if you're going, if you have COVID, the only way you're going to know is by getting tested. It really is the same thing. And you're not going to probably treat yourself. You can't. I mean, you need to be treated by someone who knows how to treat you if you let's just say strep throat even you may think you have strep throat but you won't know it and know what to do with it unless you get it diagnosed same thing with depression and the important thing is is that we're all one body and our emotional health is as important as our physical health and if we just take the time to Find the help, again, on our website, uh, hopecoalitionboulder.org. We do have resources, a resource lists, along with the um, COVID pages, as I was saying, to deal with specifically what's going on in our lives now. And making that first phone call sometimes is the hardest to see if you could begin the steps to talking about it, talking about how you're feeling, and asking for some help. Hard mm. to do sometimes and as a parent it's really kind of difficult to look at your kids' behavior and wonder uh, and be a little afraid of what you're seeing so it's important for parents to also make that phone call even if your kid is saying no I'm okay and make a phone call to mental health partners to the crisis centers ask some help ask about the warning signs and if there's what you should do next there are people who are very aware of what to say to you. And don't be afraid or think that people are going to judge you because for some reason you're a bad parent. No way. You are not at fault. You've done nothing wrong. Your kid has done nothing wrong. These are the times and this happens to us as human beings. Don't be afraid to get some help. And
0: ask mm. What you said about just taking the first step, I feel like that's true in most things in our life that if we feel stuck somewhere, we kind of just have to take the first step to know what the next step is. <laughs> and now I know that you also work with Coley's Closet and Coley's Closet is a group of peer advisors. How do they work and, and what role do they play? Because I think it's important as we talked about young people. Uh, And sometimes young people are more willing to have a conversation with someone that's their age than they are to open up to an adult. Absolutely.
1: Coley's Closet really started around the same time as the Hope Coalition. And it started with a young lady who lost her cousin, whose name was Nicole, uh, lost her to suicide. Everybody in the family thought that Nicole had everything going for her. And when she took her life, Jenna, who was her cousin, said, I don't, I want to know more about depression. And so I got involved with them and asked if the group would like to be a peer education group. And what this group does and has done for 15 years and is now doing virtually is they talk with their peers in usually health classrooms. They do about a 50-minute Presentation, very similar presentation to what the HOPE coalition gives to the general population. So these students are talking to their peers, middle school and high school classrooms, about warning signs, risk factors, and then what to do. And the big thing that they tell their peers is be sure to talk to a trusted adult. Now, talking with your, your friends is one thing, but if you, someone talks to you, it's important that you don't just hold on to that information, that you find a trusted adult, and a lot of times those might be school personnel. It uh, could be your parents, could be your, your best friend's parents, your grandparents, someone who would begin to know what to do with that information and who would not blow you off. Adults can be scared of this kind of information and not know what to do either. So we also, the students also tell their, their classroom, if somebody doesn't really take you seriously, find somebody else and get some help. Make sure you talk about it. Same idea. It's okay to talk about how you're feeling and to get some help if you're stuck. So that's what the Coley's Closet does. They're pretty awesome high school students who are trained to do this. I'm extremely proud of them. I've been all along of what they do and how they talk to their peers and what they talk about.
0: It's another environment that opens up a safe space to start that conversation. I think something that is important for people who are listening to know is that while the Hope Coalition of Boulder and and Coley's Closet are a local organization, there are other organizations in your communities. and, And if you're hearing some of these ideas, things can be implemented in your own community. And Kathy did mention her website, which we will put in the show notes of this podcast so that you can go and look for these resources. But I think that what this says is that there's really a call to action as we go through what we're going through in our country to really pay attention to mental health for yourself and for your children. I loved what you said earlier about self-care, and maybe you could speak a little bit more to the role that adults play in taking care of themselves and how they can show up for their kids.
1: Absolutely. Modeling self-care is the number one thing I think we can do. Instead of saying, oh, I, I can't go for a run, or I, I need to be here, or I don't have enough time. Dealing with our own stresses and showing our kids that we do that and we take it seriously is extremely important. And also making sure that they know that it's okay to take care of yourself. It isn't selfish. I do know that I've heard from people who won't do massages because they feel like it's maybe selfish. Well, if it's helping you Emotionally and physically, I don't think it's selfish because what you're doing is you're showing to your kids that you want to take care of your own body as well as taking care of them. That's what we we want to do. We want to take care of our kids. But it's extremely important for us to have the bandwidth <laughs> to be able to handle all that's going on in their lives and in our lives now, we may not do a really good job with this because we're people and we're human beings, which then indicates to me that we say to our kids, you know, I'm doing the best I can and I want to work with you on all this. Uh, let's sit down and, and figure out how we can do this together. I think you can talk this way even to second graders. You know, it doesn't have to be high school students. I think you can sit and be honest with kids. You don't have to go into detail if you're struggling, but you might want to say, well, let's do something together. Let's have some fun. And absolutely, Shelley, taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. You know that when you're on an airplane, whenever the last time we were on an airplane, they say if we need to get some oxygen, if the oxygen apparatus falls out above you, Be sure to put your oxygen mask on first and then help those who may need some help because we aren't any good to anybody if we're not breathing correctly. Yeah,
0: take care of ourselves, yep.
1: And that's, I mean, that's why I'm really excited about the Stress and Anxiety Conference because there will be speakers there addressing how to take care of ourselves as parents so that we can be present and as fully functioning as possible for our
0: families. The Stress and Anxiety Conference is a virtual event. So anyone who's listening to this can register from our website that I mentioned earlier, penbv.org. It is a great resource for people no matter where you live. I appreciate what you're saying. And I think that the conversation about taking care of yourself and then showing up for your kids is an important one. What does it mean for people who are in children's lives, whether you're a parent or a caretaker, a teacher, a coach? What does it mean to show up
1: for a kid? What do kids need from us? You know, the best people to ask would be <laughs> kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I could think about what I might've needed a hundred years ago when I was a kid, but I would just say They need you to be honest. We need to be honest with our kids. And I I just feel modeling how we would like them to be. Now they're gonna be themselves. I think not being afraid. And it's not easy to do as a parent because there are a lot of things to be afraid of. But I think it's important to trust your child, trust the relationship you have and talk as much as you can. Now some kids don't like to talk. I, I actually experienced that with my daughter. And so it was kind of hard to have conversations that were tough, but I just kept at it and just kept saying, I'm here. If you wanna talk, you wanna listen to what I have to say. I know that kids need consistency and they need to know that they're safe. So as much as we can do in our own world of helping them feel safe and secure in this tumultuous time, might just be little tiny things we can do right now, but I think that's pretty important. And be watching, watch those behaviors. If you are concerned about something that you're seeing in any of your family members, speak to it. And if you need some help around this, uh, I would say any of the resources, people to talk to about your concern. If you have a hunch go with your hunch. Listen to yourself as well.
0: I love what you said, (laughs) because it normalizes that there are a lot of kids that for whatever reason, maybe personality style, it might be that they just kind of have an attitude based on their age or whatever. There's kids that are going to not talk. And I know I've always heard people say, even if They're not talking and they're present in the room. Just consider that a gift and keep talking. They're listening.
1: (laughs) So take them on a a ride in the car. (laughs) Sometimes it's a place where something can happen. Not always, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sometimes take advantage of the opportunities you have and be appreciative of any, any kind of space and time you get with them. Right.
1: Is there anything else you
0: want to leave people with today?
1: You know, I just, again, want to just make sure that people understand that we're you're not alone. It may feel like you're alone in this parenting, but you're not. Parent Engagement Network is set up many years ago to Let us know that we have resources and other people to lean on. We don't feel like we're isolated and alone. I just want to make sure we understand that and to reach out and get get connected. Feel like we are not alone in this parenting world. Or just in this world, Uh, even if your kids are off doing their own thing and have their own families, et cetera, I think it's important to know, let's take care of ourselves. Be aware of changes in your behavior or in any family member's behavior and address it. And I would say, come to some of these workshops and, and get more tools for your toolbox.
0: Yeah, I love that because information is really where it starts. You can't, you make the decisions that you make from the information that you have. So the first thing you can do to respond to situations is to get more information.
1: <laughs> that's that's our whole thing with the Hope Coalition and Coalys is to give information. We always give time, or we used to when it wasn't virtual, for people to talk about what's going on with them. And so when we are lucky enough to be able to have our presentations in person that is one of the major things it's just giving people a chance to verbalize uh, what's going on with them so
0: and and it gives you a community to be in right
1: yes yes well thanks
0: Shelly yeah thank you so much for being here and for sharing the information that you shared if you're listening to this podcast go to their website do you want to mention your
1: website again I will it's hope coalition boulder Great.
0: And you can go there, you can get information and resources. And I would encourage you, if you're living outside of our community, seek out the community organizations and the resources that are available for you in your own communities so that you can be in a position to respond if you feel like you or your children or other people you love need some help and support. So thanks for sharing information with us today, Kathy. It's just such an important conversation and, and really prime for what we're dealing with in the world right now. So again, and to hear more from Kathy and the other presenters, uh, please go to our website, which is penbv.org to sign up for our virtual stress and anxiety conference. It's the 29th and 30th of January. And if you're inspired, there's also an option on our website to make a donation or to become a sponsor. Uh, so please, if, if this is an area you're passionate about, that's always an option for you. Uh, we hope today's conversation added to your parenting well, and that you got some information and insights that will serve you. And it was honored to have you. So thank you for joining us and happy parenting.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Shelley.